now, this is Shane O'Keefe and this is Scoreline Extra. Coming up on this week's podcast, of course, we'll be looking at Kenny's league defeat to Limerick, hearing from Derek Ling and John Coyley, respectively. But it's been an action-packed weekend of sport. From a Kenny perspective, Niall Bergen and Mark Down, the under-20 and minor managers, chatted to us after experiencing defeats and it was the defeat for the Carlow footballers Niall Carew and Ushie McConville look at the Carlow and Wicklow game but it isn't all doom and gloom there was one victory from a local perspective and what a victory it was Marty Cavanagh will be joining us looking back on Carlow's massive five star performance against Kildare Own Cody was talking to us before the Limerick game, caught up with Robbie Dowling, very interesting stuff. Irish Examiner journalist John Fogarty was looking ahead to the championship season from a neutral perspective, while Peter Higgins celebrates freebooters getting to the semi-final of the Leinster Junior Cup. One place to start though, Derek Ling, here's what you had to say after the game against Limerick. Um, I thought we were competitive probably the first 25 minutes I think once uh, then we got the goal I thought we probably struggled for a spell then after that and second half I thought we started reasonably well but we coughed up a few scores again and maybe one or two kind of half chances we didn't take and look they just punished it and we made too many too many mistakes you know I, I think we um, our handling wasn't good at times I thought we were under a little bit of pressure um, coming out with the ball and look when you when you're kind of hesitant, I think, coming out against a team like Limerick, um, you know, they'll bury you and that's what happened. Um, so look at their, their, their top class at that, at creating space and they just have, um, you know, phenomenal hurlers all over, all over the pitch and, you know, they have a system and they understand it and they're able to slot in um, no matter who's playing, they, they understand it very well. So I think, um, you know, for ourselves, it's about, you know, how we... You know what we take from today. We have to learn from it. Um, it's of use if we can, if we can build on it and work, keep working on things. Um, obviously, it broke down a lot today again, and you know we have a bit of work to do now before the championship. It was great to get Adrian back, and he's not. He, you know, he hasn't trained a huge amount. Um, so look at he, he. We got fifty minutes, and he's. You know that will do him the world of good as well. So that's a positive. And um, but like I said, we have to reset now. We're getting ready for championship, and you know um, we have to get ready for that. Well, I think. Look, I suppose it's um, when you lose. It's um, obviously today was a sober experience for everybody, and I think it brings you grounds everybody, and you kind of just have to strip everything back now, and that's what we'll do. Um, I think a lot of the things that you know we weren't good at today, I still think we can we can be better at. We can improve on it. Um, it doesn't happen overnight though. Um, so we'll just we'll keep working. Would TJ have come in later on in the game, Derek? It was a bit tighter. Possibly, but again, like TJ, Adrian only got back training really 10 days ago. Uh, TJ is only in the last week or so. And again, if it was something that we needed later on in the game, possibly. But um, look, he'll be getting a bit more hurling into him now in the next couple of weeks. Um, but look, he would have been coming in probably uh, undercooked in terms of you couldn't put him in for too long. So we just had to hold back on that. Richie Hogan's is it a wrist problem that he has? Yeah, he just he just a clash against uh, Cork it was accidental, but he yeah he he broke a bone in his wrist. So look, we're looking at probably five weeks, five six weeks anyway. Do you still see the value obviously in reaching the final rather than you know not having to go up against Limerick and, and maybe just take a, a knockback like this? No, I surely do. No, I wanted to be here. The players wanted to be here. We we probably started off the league. We weren't you know I think we were probably shaky enough I thought we improved as the league went on um, 
I prefer to be playing the best team in the country. That's that's obviously what happened today. It wasn't a good experience. We we know we weren't good enough. Um, but for me, I prefer to be testing myself against the best and try and learn from it and build on it. And that's what we're going to do. And I think um, if we can do that, well, then it's a worthwhile experience. If we don't, well, we can reflect on the year maybe at the end of it and say it wasn't. But for me, that's the way we're going. And um, we just have to, like I said, reset now and get ready for championship. Derek, the new protocols about the team announcements, traditionally Kilkenny will release their team on a Friday. Does that cause you issues now going forward? I think it causes everybody issues. I don't see the, I don't know where the common sense is in that decision, to be honest. If you have a match on a Sunday, you train on a Friday night, you give the team to the players first. Uh, so I don't understand it at all. So what's going to happen is that the 26 players you get won't be the, won't be accurate reflection on the programme. So I don't understand it. Derek, you've uh, been watching Limerick from afar the last couple of years. What's it like to see them up close and personal? Ah, look, they're impressive. They're an impressive team. And look, like we've seen that the last couple of years, um, just how they go, go about their business. They know their jobs inside out, and that's clear to see. And um, so, look, there's a big challenge there ahead of everybody. Um, I think, you know, they showed again what they're about, but look at them. Not, to be honest, right now, I'm not overly concerned about Limerick. I'm more concerned about ourselves and <clears throat> what we can do from now on. And um, that's going to be a big test for us now, and we'll just have to take it on. bit Jekyll and Hyde-ish, I suppose, really. You know, there was, there was good parts and there was some terrible parts. Uh, it's a, a, mixed, a mixed bag, I suppose, really, in, in terms of reflections on it. Um, controlled parts of the game, you know, quite well. Uh, had to work hard on their puck out. Um, particularly their sharp puck out was causing us some difficulties and that was a bit of work for us to do. Um, I don't know, did we ever get it completely under control? But listen, we worked hard on it. Um, the, the, the wides were disappointing, absolutely. You know, whilst we're happy to have created those scoring chances, we need to be taking more of them. And uh, I'd say our shooting efficiency is the lowest it's been all, all year in that in the performance. But listen, at the same time, uh, very happy to be league champions. We know we, we went after it. We worked hard right throughout the campaign. And, you know, all I can ask is the players to work hard and for them to have, you know, a good attitude and application to what we're doing with them. And I think they've answered all the questions for us so far this this season. Um, yeah, that's probably about the size of it. The injuries uh, pre-match and during the game. Yeah, pre-match was fairly simple. Now, to be fair, Declan just has the flu. He's had it uh, all week, um, so yeah, he'll be fine next week. He'll be back in training. Um, Kyle just had a very minor strain uh, on Tuesday night, so that uh, didn't respond well early in the week. So he's like, he could have played today, but obviously that wouldn't be a wise decision. So uh, he'll come back in next week and train probably next week. Uh, other than that, um, yeah, other than that, team team bit of health really. Mike, uh, was Mike injured during the game? Mike, in, Mike uh, came off with a HIA, yeah. So. Um, He's been assessed as we speak, so yeah, he got a bang over underneath the stand, 
um, in the first half. And uh, he, he, he appeared to be absolutely fine at, uh, initially, but um, subsequently developed some dizziness, so we got him off. John, obviously Declan and, and Kai, William O'Donoghue as well, who was suspended, are usually really big players for Limerick. How, I suppose, encouraging is it that the players can just step in and, and it's like you don't miss a beat? I wouldn't necessarily say that we didn't miss a beat, no. Um, I think that's been a bit kind, you know, because it's it's the cohesiveness of the unit and obviously if you take three or four pieces out of the you know the collective that make up that unit you know it is disruptive there's no two ways about that any team doesn't matter what team it is if you take out three or four pieces out of it especially all quite closely interconnected so you know you've six seven nine that's a trio there it's a triangle of of of, of players in that area so it does have an impact it does disrupt uh, but i have to say that the lads that came in i thought did really really well and you know, for, from a positive coming into the game, I would have said, OK, we'd love to have had the lads available to play, but not having them ask questions of others. And sure, isn't that a great thing to have now for them as a reference point going into the championship? You know, they have another game under their belt. Colin Coughlin's another full game under his belt at wing back. That's a huge positive for us. Cahill O'Neill got out to midfield and got a bit of game time in midfield. That's something we've been looking to do for a while, but didn't get the opportunity till today. So, you know, little bits and pieces like that. It wasn't seamless. But it's great exposure for them to have. And John, something you spoke about um, during the league campaign was was creating more goal chances. I think it was after Donegal O'Dolig's uh, goal in, in one of the, the encounters there. But today there seemed to be an emphasis on that. Obviously, you got, you got the two goals, but even there seemed times where maybe the point was an easier option, but you, you went for the juggler. Yeah, it, it was very encouraging to get two goals. Um, you know, there's one or two more possible opportunities. Kilkenny had a couple of opportunities as well. Start the second half, I think, there in the 40 to the 50th minute. I think they were uh, on top at that stage. Created a couple of chances. Nicky was solid, and you know the boys were were working back and and putting some tackles into to just disrupt the, the chance. It wasn't a clear cut chance, but um, absolutely delighted with the couple of goals we got. There is obviously an emphasis there, but I think most teams have an emphasis on it now, and. You know, it's encouraging to see the boys going for it. Uh, hopefully, as we go along, the cohesiveness of that will become uh, slicker, and hopefully, we'll be able to create a few more. A lot of massive amount of obviously travelling fans from from Limerick, although there was the perilous free cork issue, I suppose, ahead of the game. But fans now, I suppose, from Limerick, the the mentality shift coming, I suppose, with an expectation that Limerick are going to win, rightly or wrongly. Does, is that ever hard to get used to, I suppose, because for so long the mentality was we probably feared big games and big teams like Kilkenny? What, what supporters are thinking when they're coming to a match, uh, I can assure you, is the least of my concerns. Uh, I wish them well. I hope they have a safe journey every day they go out. Uh, but from our perspective, listen, it's all about the performance. And that's all we can control. That's all we can go after. Um, like we've an incredibly tough Munster Championship coming up. Uh, you know, if you were to look back in the last three or four, you'd have to say that this is possibly the most competitive one. You know, and there's a lot of teams that can hurt you very badly, very quickly if they're given the opportunity. So, you know, that's not lost on us. Uh, we've two weeks' work to get done now before the, the first round against Waterford, and our focus is very firmly going going in that direction now this evening. You feel like you're in a better position, John, this year. It's maybe it was a bit of an unknown going into last year's championship after Apache League. Are you happier with the consistency element this year? Um, listen, we're obviously, you know, probably 
moving a, a, a little bit better than this time last year. Okay, there was at this time last year, there was no question answered really as such. You know, it was only subsequently that we just managed to, to pull it together and get it get it right. Um, but every year is different, and I've always pointed this out that no two seasons are the same. They all bring their own story, their own narrative, and we just felt this year this was right for us because we had a lot of players finished their championship early. And you know it felt good to us to go back training in December, and you know get some work done at that time. And obviously the players had an appetite for it. I think we managed it very well the way we worked it with the players that were playing with clubs that went on a bit longer in the season. And hence we've, we've uh, you know managed to maintain a good freshness in the in the group. And I think that's reflected in our in our performances. Um, but look, you know, if you ask me where I wanted to be right now at this stage in the season, we're there. The next question is, where do we want to be in two weeks' time? And you're still happy that there's more gears to, to get to overcome months? Well, the question will be asked, and whether we've got the answer now will be the next thing, you know. So it's up to the players to, to, to respond to that to that question when it'll come. And I've no doubt it'll come. Like, in two weeks' time, it'll come, guaranteed. So uh, looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. You know, it's a, it's a big challenge. Uh, but I wonder... You know, we'll, we'll embrace. Do you get? Do you enjoy this tonight, or do you just have to kind of realise the proximity? You kind of just have to get back into championship mode. Yeah, not. The boys will be put feet up now and relaxed, having a cup of tea to see them. That'll be the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll be that'll be the thing. Um, no, because listen, you know, the window's very short, and as much as I'd like to give them a bit of uh, freedom, you know, they've had their chances over the last number of months. So, it's it's a it's a case of just uh, go home and relax now and get ready for Tuesday night. Could you talk about what sets Nicky apart as a goalie? Um, how are you? You're very welcome. In a, what's your own name? David. 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 You're very welcome. You're from the, the New York Times. I, I heard you were here. Uh, yeah, Nicky. Listen. To be fair, he's a very experienced player. Uh, follows in a long line of of uh, goalkeepers, and uh, he's a very important player. But in our group. And his consistency, I think, is the word that Michael mentioned there earlier. Um, consistency is, is that man's middle name, I think. And he works extremely hard. He's got an incredible work ethic and takes incredible punishment uh, on a nightly basis of training to, to put himself in the position that he's in. Uh, a, gr- a great, great lad. Sorry, last after last year the way it was resulted, some argue that the league final should come with a kind of health warning attached. Like it doesn't feel like that now, does it? After the the way you've gone so far. Talk to me two weeks time. <laughs> you know, listen, you 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 have to. Like if you were to think like that, you'd do nothing. You know, how will this be now? How will this be interpreted? Like, uh, if we if we are not successful on twenty third, it'll be because our performance isn't good enough. It won't be because we played the league or won the league. It'll be because we just didn't play well enough. Right, and that'll be that in the story, and nobody will convince me otherwise. Uh, and I think if you were to ask Liam Cahill, he'd tell you the exact same thing. We just didn't perform well enough when it came to the championship match after having won the league. So uh, it's up to us now to take today's performance and go and see if we can raise the bar ourselves uh, in two weeks' time and, and play better. Uh, we're going to have to be far more accurate, and we're going to have to have far more energy, uh, and that's the challenge now for the boys to answer.
You're very welcome back to Scoreline. Shane O'Keefe with you until the last hour. We'll hear some post-match reaction from Ushi McConville and Niall Carew. But we didn't get most post-match reaction from Carlo's game. We've heard from David Heresy yesterday and didn't get to hear from any Carlo staff or players. Brendan went on for about 20 minutes espousing the virtues of a wonderful performance and it certainly was. Five goals. Wow. Joining me now on the line is a man who didn't actually end up getting a goal, but he is Carlo's top goals or top score overall. Got twelve points for himself. Not bad haul there, Marty Cavanagh. Thank you very much for joining me, sir. Yeah, no bother at all. Um, thanks for having me on there. Um, good, um, good win yesterday, and uh, just to let you to get out, get up and run, and enjoy McDonough. It, it, the, the performance in itself, it's a far cry from that uh, twenty-five point to eleven loss in in the league earlier. And it was a far cry within the first 10 minutes. It was evident that Kildare wasn't able to put up with the pressure. A lot of people were saying maybe their, their short passing game wasn't working like kind of Kilkenny a bit today. But it was the, it was the work rate that seemed to be coming from that Car- Carlo forward line that just seemed to put the pressure on him. Yeah, look, I suppose, like any, any team, I suppose, you, you, you try to um, get your work rate up to a high level. And, uh, you know, that's the, the base of any, any good team, so... I suppose it's something we, we were kind of um, drilled into ourselves there um, for the last few weeks and just if everyone just works hard together as a unit, um, you know, hopefully, hopefully the hurling will uh, you know, take care of ourselves. So, look, I suppose we, we, got, we um, worked very hard yesterday and a few balls uh, spilled to our, to our lads and we converted them into score. So, look, we're just delighted to um, you know, get up and running because obviously Joe McDonough is so... Could throw it like um, it's a far to get points on the board early, so it's, it was uh, it's a great start, and sure, it's forgotten about now, and we're focusing on a carry now next weekend. When you're you're talking about that game against Kildare yesterday, and you're going in four thirteen, like what a score that was! Where like I'm. N- was you pinching yourself almost because Kildare were coming into this game riding the crest of a wave? I know they lost to Offaly in the in the promotion decider. That was probably what David Herity really, really wanted. Not to say that he didn't want the Joe Mack, but they were getting articles written about him. We spoke to David Herity there a few weeks ago, and there was just everyone heaping praise on them because they were, before the Offaly game, fifteen games, I think one draw, all victories. Going in at half time with four goals and thirteen points, were you, was it something that you were expecting? I like it, it just seemed absolutely mad. Ah, uh, sure. Look, no, I suppose no, no one could have envisioned like that we'd be that would that ahead at half time. Um, look, I suppose we were we were confident going up. Absolutely, we were, we were confident getting the two points. Like that was that was our only focus, our only aim. So, um, but like obviously, uh, no one probably would have foreseen what was going to happen in the first half. I suppose the run we got on him, but again, I suppose it came down to our our work rate and our attitude and the way we applied ourselves. So. Um, and then our conversion rate was very good as well, like you know. So that was it's obviously all, all positive. But look, as I said, we were confident going up to the game, and we expected not only a Carlo win for ourselves. So, um, uh, so obviously, look, um, at half time we were delighted, and was just to try to keep it up and see out the game, and we did that well, like so. Yeah, obviously, just it's a very pleasing performance, and um, hopefully now we can push on. Like I, I was writing up a match report, and it was very hard for my fingers to even keep up with what you were doing out in the pitch. Because Paddy Bowling got that his third goal, the third goal of the game, and then before I know it, then you're putting in Trojan work, finding Connor Kyo, who made sure the ball ended up in the back of the onion net as well. It was just, it was just magnificent. Now to hear, I didn't get to see it because obviously on the radio, but it was just that the the, the pace and the tone was set. Was that something that Tom Mullally kind of had to tell you from the start, or just? 
knowing the pride that you all have in wearing the Carlo jersey, is that something that was just instilled in you going out into the Joe Mac after the heartbreak of last year? Yeah, I suppose it's something that we kind of um, we talked for a good bit. You know, the, the pride of of wearing the jersey, and you know, like any county, like any county player getting to play for the county, like you know, the amount of, the amount of people who, who would love to be in our position to play, like so. I suppose that's something we spoke about as well, and you know, to really like be proud of where we are and what we're trying to do, like so. Um, it was just a really, really good atmosphere yesterday, and you kind of just you could sense in it in the, before the before it went out, like you know, everyone was completely tuned into what they had to do, and we kind of had a feeling the performance was 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 coming, like so. To get the performance of golf was very pleasing, and uh, um, look, we know Kildare can hurt us too, like you know, if we, if we let him do the sharp passing and run the run the ball, so obviously that was something we 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 wanted to nail down very very early, like and. We got we got bodies. We got two or three lads around Kildare lads, and we we overturned them, and we got our score. So yeah, look, I suppose it was a it was a nice um, what we talked for. I suppose came off, and and when when the performance comes off like that, it's obviously very pleasing because you work you're working on it in training, and then to put it to match there, it's it's, all, it's obviously very nice. Like so, yeah, it was great. And look, I suppose we've been you know in our in our farm there the last two uh, months, like so. Hopefully we can get a bit of a crowd behind us now and we can hopefully push on and John McDonough. And talking about getting a crowd behind you as well, like I was hearing the roars on the radio from Netwatch Cullen Park and the people have been out supporting them. Does that add into how amped up you are to perform? Yeah, definitely, yeah. And it was a good there was a good crowd there um yesterday. It was great, like 'cause every time we overturned Kildare and got a score and you know, a few goals went in, the roar was brilliant, like and they really got behind us and obviously Kildare brought a big crowd too because so as you were saying there, they're going very well this year and there's a lot of talk about them. And, you know, rightly so, because I suppose they're, they're putting in book performances. Um, they bought a big crowd, because I know they had a big crowd in Leash last weekend for the league final. Um, so it was great, like, because we knew we had a fast start for us and get the crowd on behind us was going to be big, like. So we we definitely done that. And, you know, and look, I suppose we just kind of jump on the wave then and uh, everything going to just float. It was just kind of flowing then for us. So look, we made we made um, we made here with the sunshine just in the first half. It was we just got on top, complete top control, and we 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 kind of had the game buried. Like so, it was it was pleasing, very pleasing. When we you broke the record um, for Tar- Carlos ever top scorer, um, are you expecting that record now to be eclipsed by Paddy Boland if he keeps up that <laughs> those goal records? Four against down, three then yesterday. Yeah, he's um, Asher. He's 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 very he's a very gifted player, a very talented player. Um, you know, I suppose a lot of people wouldn't have seen him, but sure, he's, he's my own club man, so you'd see him see him every year. So he's very very talented, um, very gifted. Um, obviously his first year in with us this year, so delighted to have him. And you know, on his day, he's up there one of the best forwards, and he just has that. That, in, that instinct, like, uh, you can't really teach you. Either have it or you don't, and he has it, like, and he's just a, an absolute nightmare for defenders to be around, like, in, in, in that, in, in any, in any back line, like, so to have him with us is great, and to have him in this year is a massive boost for us, like, because just trends our panel out and gives us more options, so we were delighted with him, and he's absolutely loving life at the moment in there, so look, long may I continue for him. And another name that keeps popping up as well when we're listening to the commentary is Fika Fitzpatrick. Like the the commentators seem to be raving about him, lots of positive sentiments. He's popping up scores himself as well. It's brilliant to hear of this kind of next generation of folk. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, 
uh, Fieker's a very good shot, very young still, sir. Um, you know, a huge engine, huge hurling, good good hurling brain as well. Like so, he has all the, you know, he has everything really. Like so, he's still young, loads to learn too. And uh, again, he gets he gets up and down that pitch. Like it's 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 it takes a lot of someone out these days. And the way hurling's gone, like you have to be nearly everywhere, especially around the middle third there. So to get through Trojan the work, like so. He's a great, he's a great, he's a good chap, and he worked late to have him as well. And you know himself, Connor and Paddy there, and you know Jack McCullough and I Bulls are all these lads are young lads, and they're 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 driving us on like you know, and it's great, and it, and again now um, getting the win yesterday, it's, it's just puts it was a good farm now with training now and a good buzz like so. As I said, it's important to get points on the board early. You don't want to be chasing points straight away. So we kind of targeted that game yesterday. And, we all performed well and just worked. We just worked for each other, and that was the main thing we spoke about. Just to be working for each other and just kind of have a bond there that's unbreakable. And look, it's a long way to go, but it's a good start. And as you saw correctly said, then yourself, you're you're coming up against Kerry now. Uh, they they opened it or the second round of the league didn't go your way, but either did the first round against Kildare as well. So no doubt you'd be looking to get one over them. Yeah, definitely. Look, the league is obviously look the the league is the league. You kind of try blood in players, and you know, and you kind of obviously you, you you'd like to get to a league final, like, but it's not the to be on a lot leader for us because we have a young panel there, and we're kind of blood in a lot of players, and you know, we're we were we were in Division Two next year, and it's not a bad division to be in, like, you know, it's it's a, it's a good hurling, good standard. So, um, championship is the big one for us, and. Um, it was kind of our target so we're just uh, a great start and look we got a good start last year against Mead as well and Kerry turned us over in the second game so we were not getting ahead of ourselves at all not one bit like as I said to you it's forgotten about now and we're very very focused on next weekend and like trying to just get a performance again and um, having back Kerry now in a, in a few few uh, trips now and so we're we know how hard it is down in Tralee so it's going to be another huge battle and the bodies are sore so it's important to get right now for that yeah, that's why I wanted to ask you about because much was said after the Kildare and Offaly game that Kildare would be quite tired coming into the Joe Mack and I think that did a disservice to uh, what, what ye produced. But in terms of being tired, the actual logistics of, of going down to Kerry to play down in Austin Stack Park, is that a bit tough on the, the old body as well? Do you go down the night before? Because there's a lot of bit, there's a good bit of travelling involved as well. Well, uh, yeah, definitely. Like it's like the home, like it's a huge thing. Like it is, it's home and away. Like it's, a lot of going on a big it's it's a long weekend and you know you're traveling we're traveling you travel on the day before the Saturday and you stay down and like you know like obviously it's different for some people than others like but some people might like staying away away from their own bed and you know they might get a great sleep or whatever like and so like the only thing we play Kerry and Carroll like it's been we've after getting the the kind of been a few times now the bit they turned us over last year right up there but um, it's tough going but look again it's I suppose you're kind of used to it now as well, like so. You try kind of just, just kind of a mental side of it too, like where you kind of have this blocked out of it too, and it's, and you know just try try prepare like any other game. So that's what we'll be trying to do. Well, Marty, I really take, uh, I really appreciate you taking the time to have a chat with us here on KCLR and let the folks in on what's happening there and just kind of celebrating a great performance. Hopefully, we'll continue to celebrate a great performance all the way past the Joe Mac final. Yeah, look, thanks very much. Um, yeah, look, as I said, it's, it's, it's one game, it's one win. There's there's another four games left, so there's, it's a long, long way to go. Um, we're not getting one a bit ahead of ourselves at all. So, um, as I said, we're just all um, eyes on Kerry away next weekend. And 
we'll be hoping to pick up two points again and hope move forward. But big week of training ahead now and preparing for that. So just looking forward to the week ahead now. We're looking forward to it too. Marty Cavanaugh, thanks very much for taking the time, sir. Thanks very much. Carlos Stallward, all-time leading scorer, St Mullins hitman himself, Mr Marty Cavanaugh. Mild disappointing. Uh, you came down with great expectations and you unified all these fellas, but it just wasn't to be. And to be fair, you got off to a tremendous start opening 20 minutes, but you didn't really put them away in those 20 minutes. No, um, I suppose we had the one goal opportunity um, and it was, you know, more of us being unlucky with the shot, but um, I suppose, look, we I felt we controlled the first half and um, we were a point up then and just, you know... We just missed tracking the fella. Um, one of our forwards just didn't track at the, the last point and just slipped in for that goal. And we didn't really recover from that. Um, so we regrouped. We're two points down at half time. Um, and I suppose we had the next five opportunities in the second half and we got nothing from it. We hit the post twice. Uh, two into the keeper's hand and one wide um, and that cost us big time and after that then we didn't raise Gallup um, Did you know you had 24 chances in dead 17 and that still won the match? Yeah I know uh, and that's the problem with us most of the year we're creating way more chances in the opposition but we're just not clinical enough and, and it's not that we're shooting from ridiculous positions like we were shooting from the proper areas of the pitch um, so it's an area that we, we, we just have to keep improving at um, but it's so disappointing that, that second half especially the last I suppose after seven or eight, after 10 minutes of the first half that 15 minutes there um, we just were so sloppy in possession um, just a few wrong decisions uh, but yeah I feel it for the group because they're not doing themselves justice um, and Brendan you know yourself you've been in all the games so uh, just feel we're not doing ourselves justice yet. Um, We're better than that. Yeah, we are better than that. And we proved it in the first half because we controlled the game. Uh, but we're just not as clinical as I'd like us to be. Um, and when you miss the opportunities we did in the first 10 minutes of the second half, what happens is your energy levels drop. And the opposition, you know, then turn, go up and, and score from a few turnovers. And, and that deflate, deflated us as a group. Uh, but yeah, I'm very disappointed. And so are the boys, very disappointed. So. Uh, yeah, look, it's, we're just going to have to dust ourselves down and um, regroup. What would it be like to regroup this year? Last year you had a commendable performance against Louth. You were a bit unlucky, OK, Louth won the game, but you got the lads back for the Talson Cup and gave us a few great days out. Is it going to be difficult because it's a few weeks away, I think it's five weeks away, just to keep lads together and holidays are coming in now and summer is coming in. You know, Is it going to be difficult? No, I don't think it'll be difficult, Brendan. I, I think these lads are a very committed group to Carlo um, and, and they're very young as well. Um, so we'll give them a week off. We let them, you know, we've no download week at all since we started in November. So we'll give them the week off to recharge the batteries, and we'll meet next Monday. Um, and um, not to be no one dropping off the panel or anything like that. They're a good group of lads, uh, and it, it takes maybe three or four years at intercounty level um, to get up to the speed of where they should be. Um, so you know, we're the, the problem we have is that. Now we're trying to work on things that you'd be hoping be done earlier on in their in their in their youth careers as the fella. So we're playing catch up all the time. Um and you know, that's something that I know the county board are addressing um when they do come to us that you know, that we don't have to work on the basic stuff. But um, look, this is a very young group and um really looking forward to the Talchin Cup even though I'm so deflated now, to be honest with you. 
Um, but um, yeah, I feel it for the boys because they're not doing themselves justice. Yeah, Wicklow moved on since the draw on Netwatch Cullen Park. I know it was a winter game of football, but that's yeah. a game you could have won that night. But they've stepped up, they've got promoted, and yeah. you finished third bottom in the league. And you were probably unfortunate, and so it could have beaten Leash in this, but you know, yeah. could have, could have, and didn't yeah, is yeah, two yeah. different things. So they've moved up a notch, and you've gone back a notch. And yet, they didn't set the world on fire today, but they still beat you. Yeah, no, look, I mean, it's results driven game. That's the bottom line. And I take full responsibility uh, for where we're at. Um, but I will just, uh, we're a very inexperienced team still. You take more than a folly out of it, and uh, these lads are still quite young. Yeah. Uh, but look, that's not an excuse either. But at the same time, we just have to get that experience of playing. I think the Talch Cup is going to be good for us. Um, and I, I believe that, you know, when the ground gets firmer, that we will be a different team. Um, and we will tactically have to change things up as well uh, because we're just not getting enough scores. Um, and, um, you know, we have to improve in that. Yeah, you must be disappointed with returning the second half in particular night. I mean, to finish only with 10 points in a championship, the late great Dermot early, I always quote him, he always used to say, Brendan, 17 points is the minimum if you're going to win a championship match. And, you know, Wicklow proved that today, I think, to finish with 18. Yeah, absolutely. And it, look, it's, it's down to, you know, when you have five opportunities in the first 10 minutes in the second half and you don't convert one of them, and that just saps the energy out of the group. Um, and, and that's what happens then. And then you're deflated for that 10 minutes and they probably kicked one three. Uh, but yeah, look, our game management just before halftime cost us as well. You know, they got one one when we had the man up. Um, so that's it yeah. might be one one to a point, but that that's that's a killer. Uh, we kicked the ball that time when we were a man up. We kicked a three in a row when we should be coming off the shoulder at pace, especially when you're a man up. And that's what we're good at as well. But um, look, we'll regroup. Um, they're a good bunch of lads, and uh, as I said before, I just really feel sorry for them because. Every one of us, when you go out to play, or you just want to do yourself justice, and the boys didn't do that today. And I'd say that's the most disappointing part. Well, as I said, they're a hell of a lot better than what the show today, Niall. We wish you well in the Talton Cup. Thanks for everything during the year. I know it's only the first round of the championship, but we'll be back in May. We look forward to the Talton Cup, and uh, best wishes to you and the lads in preparation for that. And thanks for having a word today. No, thanks, Brendan. Just let me say it's a young side. Well, Shane, I suppose the easiest thing for me to say to you was job done. Yeah, job done. Um, I think, look, bar the first 20, 20 minutes of the game, I think we would have been happy with, with loads of what we'd done. Um, there was uh, the second half, really and truly, we owned the ball. Uh, probably should have put it to bed earlier than we did. It was t- it was a three-point lead for, for too long for me, anyway. But it was a three-point lead probably for um, six, seven, eight minutes, and, and we had loads of chances, and we just... We just didn't put them away, and you know we kept Carlo in the game for for too long. But at the same time, you know I have to be I have to be uh, satisfied with the way we finished the game as well. You know you got the goal at the right time and at a time at the end of the first half. It was worked well, but uh, Carlo probably took the right off the ball. But you got to never look back. Yeah, we didn't look back, and not often you see Mal that, that far up the pitch. But he when he does get up there, he's able to stick them away, stuck it away lovely, and I think. Um, that had a huge part to play in, in us. Like it's a different team talk, you know. If you come in a point down at, at half time, whereas we come in two up, you know, we're playing with the with all the elements, and and uh, and I didn't feel we played well at all in the first half. And we've been digging out some good performances in the second half of games, and 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 uh, I knew there was there was a little bit more in us. Last week probably took a wee bit more out of us than we appreciated, and. Um, Physically and mentally, and uh, you know, as the more the game went on, I thought the better we looked. 
You won the game, but as championship games go, you're as an experienced man with your club cross Madlen with Armagh looking at Wick Long Card today. Did it lack a bit of championship pace? Probably did. It was the same thing I was at the Armagh Antrim game last night and it probably, lacked, it. It, probably, <laughs> it, probably it probably it probably lacked uh, it probably lacked a bit a bit of bite there too. So yeah, it definitely did. And I, I don't know if that's new structure or if it's because boys have been going now eight or nine weeks in a row and yeah, I don't know, I can't put my finger on exactly what it was, but yeah, it probably did, you know, lack that little bit of bite and then, you know, football by its nature now is, is you know, it's it's not as fluent as it once was and it's a bit more stop-start, so all of those things uh, contribute to the fact that, you know, it's, um, that it's, it can be a tough watch sometimes. Carlo got 24 chances on goal. I believe you got 17. You did more damage than Carlo. You've Caldera in the next round. You have a few weeks to get prepared. So that's a big one for Wicklow. It is a big one, and I suppose look, at least we can prepare this time. You know, we didn't really get a proper chance to prepare this week, and you know we come out of uh, Crow Park last week. You know we did a recovery session um, on the Tuesday. You know, we, we did a bit of shooting here on, on Friday night. Like, that's not the preparation you want for a championship match. So at least we'll have a bit more prep this time. And uh, and hopefully that shows no performance. OK, well, well done today, Oshin. Good Thanks to see much. you in Ockram and best of luck against Kildare. Thanks very much. Appreciate Man, it. Thank you. David, obviously disappointed. That's a big win for Carlo today, and you were probably favourites coming in. But uh, you've had a busy schedule. You went 16 unbeaten, but uh, lost the league final last week, and now a big defeat in Carlo today. So it doesn't help to lose the first John McDonough match, and off your next again. Yeah, it certainly puts you um, under pressure. Yeah, everyone wants to get off to a winning start. Um, you see again today. Uh, uh, look, the Joe McDonough is essentially like the Munster Championship there, except it has relegation there as well. Any team can beat any team on any given day. The three, you know, you look at. Uh, awfully probably surprising leash there today Kerry going up to down which is not an, in, never an easy thing and, and pulling off a win there today Carlo were absolutely outstanding today you can't take anything away from that they they absolutely crucified us in that first half of goals We a lot of that I thought came from our own mistakes but on top of that they capitalised on those mistakes um, and yeah they were absolutely ruthless in that first half Hurling has changed a bit. The short game has been played. In your short game today, you never got going. And then when Carlo put a bit of pressure on you, have said it, you were put under pressure. And when they went for goals, Davey said it to me last week, today Waterford played Kilkenny, you were there yourself. The ball, if Kilkenny looked at the ball that day, it went over the bar. Carlo looked at it today, it went over the bar. I mean, that 4-13 on the scoreboard at halftime was massive. It did. They'd only five wides overall. Look at, again, that they've they've absolutely top quality forwards, the sixth them that started the game. They were absolutely outstanding. Um, we did. We we were quite poor in that first half in in not pumping the legs and getting out and breaking the tackle and then getting runners going. Uh, we invited the pressure on and Carlo turned us over and that was the that was the entire second half. All right, there was a lot of positives to take from it. Just individuals that stood up and brought the game back to Carlo. Uh, we had four goal opportunities, and never took one of them, which is is the disappointing thing as well. A couple of good saves, but a couple of very poor misses as well. And it's uh, we'll need it now against Offaly next Sunday. We're playing them again for the third time in in four weeks, so it's a. Uh, Look, it's all to play for there again. We know that it is. It's going to be an absolute. The, the, the whole Joe McDonough is going to be up and down, regardless. If you look at the last few years, the results that have gone on, teams have beaten each other, and they've come back. There's been hammerings in it, and then another team will come back and and take points off another team. You just have to keep going along, trying to find the the improvements, get back at a Tuesday night, and make sure you know even sit in the dressing room. Kind of when a team is winning and constantly winning, it's hard to change up the team. When a team loses. The, there's a lot to play for now again so lads know that coming up to uh, train on Tuesday 
Yeah, and you could be at, you have to get a win the next time round. It's not going to be simple. Awfully coming to town if it was anybody else, it said, but I think, and everyone says this, the lads in Kilkenny always say it, in the Joe Mac, you've said it, there's nothing between any of the teams in this competition. There's not. Any team can beat any team uh, on any given day, um, and that's it. Look, at we. we People asked there at the start of year what your goals are. We said the league semi-final and to make sure you get as early a win as possible in the Joe McDonough. That's what you need. Three of us didn't today. Three, three of the rest of the teams do. We have to go out now next week and make sure that we get onto that. Uh, we get on the front foot straight from the off and try and get ourselves a win and get back onto that league table now. Okay, well, I wish you well, David. And uh, I know it's water under the bridge now. You've been defeated there, but well done on the fantastic run. You've done wonderful work with Kildare over the last number of years. You deserve huge credit for that, and I'm sure no man better than David Hurley will make them bounce back. So we wish you well against Offaly next day out. Sound brilliant, thank you. Come on. Yeah, we just we completely went out of it, to be honest. Um, Thought we had a very good opening, we'll say eight, nine, ten minutes, and a very strong similar eight minutes, something like that. In between, we completely fell away. Uh, what happened? I don't know. I suppose I'd be disappointed in the lack of intensity in 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 that uh, period between the first ten and last ten minutes. Um, and you know, really, they busted between then and and uh, the other thing I'd say is, look, we we some very poor errors, some very poor uh, handling errors, poor passes and ultimately we gave away two goals from, from two mistakes. I thought they were very sharp yeah, uh, couldn't argue that um, look, I think when the team is on top regardless of the scoreline, everything looks really good for them, you know, and it looks you know, that they're really sharp as you say and all of that. Ultimately we were on the back foot at that stage so, you know, it, we were struggling to gain back momentum after the first 10 minutes and, and, and ultimately we didn't. Yeah, absolutely, but uh, unfortunately it was too little too late, you know, and uh, leaving it with I think I'd say maybe three minutes of normal time and, and the five minutes added on time to make a surge at this level and and against an opposition like Wexford when they're in Wexford Park it's just it's it's, it's just not enough you know and it was always going to be the case win lose or draw we were going to just have to you know clear our heads and go and go straight uh, into focusing for on Galway you know which now becomes even a, a bigger challenge and and the level of importance on it is is after heightening as well. Mark it's always difficult to come down to Wexford Park a lot of managers have come down here and failed but. The character in the last few minutes, they did come back and they did score the five points. You'll have to leave a little bit more happier than you did maybe midway into the second half. Yeah, I suppose, look, <laughs> yeah, I think uh, you're being kind there, to be honest, Ronnie. Uh, no, look, I, I, I'm not happy. I'm not going to lie. As I said, you know, uh, ultimately 16, 15, 16 minutes of hurling out of 65 is not enough. Um, you know, you train uh, for a number of months to, to prepare for, for this and for a 63-64 minute battle. And uh, I ju- I'm just really disappointed that we didn't uh, perform for a longer period of the match. You're not going to have 60 minutes of dominance, obviously. But I felt, you know, uh, we're well capable of, of bigger spells of dominance than we showed today. Bit of character at the end, all right, but, but as I said, already too little too late. Chances, goal chances. We didn't, we didn't put pressure on the Wexford goalie. Stephen Minogue made one great save. Wexford goalie got one good save. Concern then going forward in is maybe goals win matches, and we didn't get, seem to have created too many goal chances. No, we threatened on a few occasions that we were going to create a goal chance, but ultimately the last pass I think let us down so many times, be it near to goal or out the field. Um, we just weren't clinical enough, and no, we didn't work the goalie enough. And, and look, we all know goals do win matches, and they won it today. Yeah, thanks, Mark. Okay, Ronnie. Uh, can you manager, minor manager Niall Bergen, not exactly the result you would have wanted. Um, how do you reflect on the game today? Yeah, look, that's fair to say. Um, 
we lost to a very, very good team. Uh, disappointing, I suppose, in the second half in particular. Uh, we were three points down at half time, and we were in, I would have felt we were in a decent position. Uh, but Galway tacked on a few scores early on in the second half, and we were struggled to claw it back. And then when the goal went in, um, that was that really. And can you put your finger on what happened at halftime because as you said it was only three points in the difference two very evenly matched sides but Galway seemed to power on um, do, do you have any kind of reasons for why that happened? Um, they were probably forced to use the ball more into the wind um, and um, they're very good at that they're very comfortable on the ball um, and they controlled the, they controlled the middle area really um, and that, you know, they're a big strong powerful team as well um, and that, that shone out really in the second half um, I would be disappointed obviously with, 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 our, with our lads our lads battled fierce hard when I say disappointed I mean in terms of maybe after the goal went in that we were hoping that we'd get a bounce back again but maybe a nine point lead or whatever it was was just, was, 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 was just too much much really and uh, Galway saw it out comfortably in the end then. Obviously at the moment it's very raw and a disappointing result but do you think this can kind of be used as a positive in the long run that maybe you've got a result like this to kick on and that with the greatest respect to Leach and Antrim you've met somebody that's a really strong opponent and in the latter stages of the Leinster Championship starting with the quarter final of course you can almost use it as a stepping stone. Yeah we've no option we've no option Robbie um, we knew over the years to be honest with you uh, going back to squad level 13-14 we knew over the years how strong this Galway team was uh, they're a seriously seriously strong team one of the best I've seen in a long time um, and we knew that and uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't that long ago when our lads got a, a, a considerable beating against them at under 16 level so we knew going into the game we were going to under pressure we need to learn from this obviously challenge the right way and as I said to you already we're still in a we're still in a quarter final. We've got to get ready for two weeks' time, and that's 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 it. And we want to get back. If we want to make progress, we got to get back and look forward. Hopefully, to in time getting to a Leinster final and trying to match ourselves up against Galway maybe again. You know, it's been a very busy period. Of course, it's the third game in as many weeks. Are you happy enough to have the two week break now heading into the quarter final? Yeah, yeah, it's no harm at all. Now it's no harm at all just to give the lads a chance to regroup. Maybe we'll take a bit of a break for a few days. Um, let the lads maybe go out to their clubs and, and play on Monday night as well. And uh, we'll re- we'll regroup maybe. Early next week um, and see how the bodies are and we look forward then to, to 10 days time or 2 weeks time against uh, whoever they're going to, whoever they're going to play in the quarterfinal Now I'm joined by the Irish examiners John Fogarty to look ahead to Sunday's Allianz National Hurling League Division 1 final between Kilkenny and Limerick that throws in a parky cueve at 2 o'clock with our coverage on KCLR beginning at half past 1 John thanks ever so much for speaking to me today how are you? I'm good Robbie good uh, John, I suppose first of all, from your own perspective, what are your thoughts ahead of this game? How do you see the league final between Kilkenny and Limerick going? Well, a lot of a lot of things, Robbie, point towards a Limerick victory. At the same time, I have been in Nolan Park for Kilkenny's last three games, and slowly but surely, players have been coming back into the um, first team. Players have been coming back into the setup. Um, very impressed with how Kilkenny have set up defensively, and uh, intrigued by Paddy Deegan's um, switch. Now, obviously, for one game he went back to centre back because of injuries, but Paddy Deegan's new role in the half forward line. Um, I think, uh, considering he set up a couple of goals, Robbie, um, I think that's a very interesting um, uh, potential uh, matchup against Dermot Burns at the weekend. He could give Dermot a uh, food for thought there. Uh, Dermot obviously hard of the year, uh, but Paddy obviously was hard on uh, brilliantly last year. Obviously, the, the game against in the All Ireland final against Colo Tigers, he mightn't have gone so well in the first half for him, but 
Paddy has just shown uh, in this league that he is a very uh, flexible hurler, a very fine hurler, and a bit of a playmaker too. I've seen that in a couple of games in Northern Park, and um, uh, I'll be very interested to see that. But you know, Kenny, whatever the result, and this isn't you know, Kenny do have a chance to win it again, but not making any excuses. But this has been a very good league for Kenny. I expected him to get into the knockout stages, probably especially with. Um, the, the Westmead game coming up, um, you know, they will be expected to win that, and then start, um, and then from round two, then it gets serious for them. So they kind of had an opportunity to really go at this, uh, like like Cork, who they beat the last day because Cork have a buy in in the first round of Munster, so uh, they they're not out until Turkey the first So, um, can whatever happens at the weekend, this has been a very fine week for Derek, and I, and I imagine he will be delighted, irrespective of what happens at the weekend. What would a victory for Kilkenny mean? Uh, there seems to be a sort of a narrative that maybe Limerick at the moment are still ahead of the chase and pack, but would a victory or even a strong performance for Kilkenny just solidify the fact that maybe they are number two when it comes to the contenders for the All-Ireland this year? That's the thing. I, I think a lot of people, Robbie, certainly people not in Kilkenny, but people outside Kilkenny forget that, uh, how close they ran Limerick last year. And, you know, people are saying, I'm, I'm hearing the arguments around the place, probably based on just how good Limerick have been in the in the league since that early defeat against Cork, that Limerick have stretched further ahead. Yes, they have, um, it looks like they have more resources this year, certainly from the bench. I'm not so sure. I think teams are catching up a little bit more. I think they're getting incrementally closer. Um, Kilkenny don't, and this is the beauty of Kilkenny, they don't, uh, have any sort whatever's been said about them outside the county they don't listen to it and that's suited them well and it's served them well down through the years and it will again uh, but it's, it, it all depends on what type of team we see that they can if they have if they're able to, to name the likes of Adrian Mullen and, and TJ obviously we know they're coming back um, if they're able to uh, bring those guys in then uh, yes, we we will know that Kilkenny really wants to go for this. At the same time, Derek knows that he uh, there's players there who are merit who deserve the spots, who have been performing very well over the last while, and um, he he want he want to give them uh, that exposure against Limerick in this in, in this game. A win would be absolutely huge for Kilkenny. There's no denying that Limerick want to win this. You know, speaking to John Kiley at the Monster hurling match this week. They look at this um, as not a, not the perfect launch pad in the final because obviously there's obviously concerns with suspensions if they get if the suspensions or injuries and likewise that's the same case for for Kilkenny as well. But this is uh, ideal for for uh, for Kilkenny in the sense that they will really be able to test themselves just like they did in the All Ireland final last year and showed that they were as close to a match as Limerick as anybody else has given them. Um, but this, uh, especially under the new manager Derek, you know, you can see that he's trying new things. At the same time, there's still that honesty element to uh, the the Kilkenny play, um, and they're getting the goal here and there, which uh, John Paddy was mentioning this week as well. Whereas Limerick haven't been getting too many goals, and again, the argument will be made that they don't need to be getting goals. But certainly, Kilkenny will have to look to get one or two at the weekend. And, it's not beyond them, but at the same time, I just, I just think more indicators, uh, indicators are pointing towards a victory at the moment, Robbie. 
there's a lot of talk, particularly in, in our own area here in Kilkenny, about how you know a win would be a launch pad and a brilliant foundation going into the championship and we can really get closer to Limerick and lay down a marker and all of those sort of phrases and words are coming up consistently. But on the other side of things, do you feel as though Limerick see this as an opportunity to really say we're still the best and to catch up with us is going to take an awful lot of work, whether you're Kilkenny or any other county ahead of the Munster Championship? Yeah, it's a good question because, um, you know, as much as they want to win this, there has to be one eye on the Munster Championship because it's so cutthroat. And I'm not saying, like, the Munster Championship is a fine championship as it is, but there's always one game there where, not that you can take a rest weekend, but certainly you can leave off some of your first-team players. That luxury, no county in Munster has that luxury. They can't afford to do it because they, they all know that four points or more is probably going to get them up there and um, you know, to finish third is almost as, as good as reaching you know, a Munster final. Whereas, you know, reaching an Munster final, I would imagine for the top three teams, the uh, Kenny uh, Galway and Wexford, I, I say that's, you know, it, it's an expectation. Whereas in Munster, you just want to get out of the, out of the, the, the province as it is. Um, I was asking John Kelly this week as well, you know, did he, did, does he expect any team in Munster uh, to finish the, the provincial championship with? the full complement of the points. I think it's only been done once, even Lima couldn't do it last year. Tipperary did it, uh, obviously, and then got hockeyed in amongst the final. So, um, th- those things are way on lads' minds. There's silverware here, and, and Limerick usually do well when they win league finals. Um, and the fact that it's, it's against Kenny, you know, I think it has to be remembered as well. Um, I, we were speaking to Mike Casey at this month's launch as well. Mike was obviously on that team that lost to Kenny in the qualifier back in 2017 and that was John Kiley's first year and to think of the journey that they've made Robbie since then it's, it's been quite incredible but they they you know to Kenny have been the, the barometer the, uh, for them in so many ways uh, you know in the physical sense of the hurling in, in how they carry themselves and the, the humbleness of them they're, they're actually a pretty humble group and they remind me so much not just because they're winning games probably but they remind me so much of that great Kilkenny team of the 2000s. Um, and they look at them, they will always look at Kilkenny as the brand, regardless of how Kilkenny's form is going. And obviously, that 2019 All-Ireland semi-final, as much as they don't talk about it too much, it probably sticks in the craw, and the, the 65 that never was and whatnot, although Kilkenny know and John Cuddy never made any excuses for that. Kilkenny were uh, the uh winners that day because uh, they, they just shocked Limerick with their sense of intensity in that first half. Uh, so a win over Kilkenny for any county uh, is, a, is a huge thing, Robbie. But uh, for this Limerick team, considering the amount of respect that they have for them, I think it will be uh, quite significant, yeah. And just before we look ahead to the championship, John, how do you see the game on Sunday panning out? I know you mentioned there maybe that you think Limerick will be a bit too strong, but do you think it'll be a tight game? How do you see it actually going? See, it's, it, I was, it was this month's launch, which I keep on mentioning to you, Robbie, was in Parky Cleave uh, on Wednesday night. And just looking at the surface there, it's pristine. Now, I know some people are complaining about the, the game being put in in, in Parky Cleave and not being in Torres, where, you know, it could be argued that it would uh, Kilkenny supporters as much as Limerick supporters. Now, Limerick will travel to this game. There's no denying that, but you would hope that Kilkenny would as well, just to give that bit of support, in, in, uh, which is a fine stadium. Um, the, the, the pitch will lend itself um, whatever about the conditions, the weather conditions, but the pitch will lend itself to a very good game of Harlem. 
Um, I do see Limerick winning. Um, I, I said that from the outset. Um, uh, margin wise, you're talking maybe four or five points or something like that. And that, you know, Kilkenny don't do more victories. They're going to put out a team that, that's going to want to win this game. And he, he will be expecting it as well. But regardless, of, as I said, regardless of what happens, this has been a very good league for, for Kilkenny. And he's found out a lot about his players. He's probably set up, he probably knows about. You know, not for the West Medium, but for the later chances, he probably knows how to let that drive the team at this stage, I would imagine. And that's, that's important. They will need goals. The city will need goals, as I said. Uh, any team to beat Limerick at the moment needs goals because to outpoint them is uh, a very tall order. Um, and I would imagine Owen Murphy won't be hugely troubled in, in, in the Kilkenny goal aside from puckers and whatnot um, but Kilkenny will need goals to win this game and you would hope you know again if, if Paddy Deegan he, he has a real sense for setting up goals from one of Zeno Nolan Park over the last while and you know if he if he gets a sniff of it again he'll, he'll, he'll put in the ball into Martin Sogan and, and Don Cody and I, I, would, I would hope that Owen Cody puts in a good performance as well Owen I think everybody knows just the, the talent of the man but it's at this stage now where you would like to see a bit more consistency in his performance for Kilkenny and I think he knows that too like the man has been incredible for, for, for Shamrock and he has performed very much so for Kilkenny but I think uh, you know Derek will want him to be performing week in week out now at this stage I'd be looking for a big game from him as I said Kilkenny win but not, uh, sorry I didn't quit I thought he didn't there a Limerick win but um, nothing too uh, nothing too concerned for Kilkenny well I hope it's a Kilkenny win but as long as we come out with too, not too many concerns maybe we'll be happy enough that's the league the championship and you alluded to it there the cutthroat nature of the Munster championship I suppose a straightforward question who are the three teams that will come out of Munster and what are the consequences of finishing in the bottom two if you don't actually make the All-Ireland series Robbie, it's not a straightforward question because um, <laughs> it's, it's certainly not because everyone you talk to has different uh, trios. Like everyone, aside from Limerick, everyone thinks that Limerick will finish in the top three. Um, I don't think Cork gave a, f- a true representation of themselves against Kilkenny. Uh, that had a lot to do, I think, with the discipline of the Kilkenny de- defenders um, as much as anything else. Uh, I do think Cork are going to be in that top three, and then uh, it's a real toss-up for the last spot. And when I say the last spot, like this, you know, tip or what for these again to Munster finals, but I just cannot separate them at this moment in time. Clare obviously put more into the league last uh, last year than they did certainly did this year. That's what I felt. You know, Shane O'Donnell's back uh, like he was for the Champions last year, missed the league obviously this year, missed the league last year. Shane won an All-Star and uh, he just brings that bit of an X-factor. They'll miss David Fitzgerald, mind you, against Tipperary in the first game. Um, so, listen, Clare, look, look, we're looking at this, uh, they're playing uh, two games in Caesar Park in Ennis and they're playing two games in Torres. That'll suit them right down to the ground. But I wonder, have they developed enough? Obviously, Aidan McCarthy is back for them. But I, I just wonder how they developed a little, you know, as much as they should be doing because uh, we just didn't see them in the league this year. But then again, we, you know, there was a lot of shadow boxing in the league. Tipperary, um, knows. I don't think he's feeling that much pressure as much as uh, there's always expectation in Tip. Um, but I think they know after last year, which was a very difficult year for them in, in many ways, that uh, it is. They're not the transition in uh, words. They don't use it in Kilkenny and they certainly don't use it in tip. 
uh, and he, they had a fine league but uh, injuries could play a real part in Colbert should be back for the for the game against Clare but um, Shane Callan might miss it um, and, and that would be a concern for him um, just like, you know, I wouldn't expect Shane to be playing every game but again that goal set we all remember in 2019 he gets a goal in every game with the championship first time to do it uh, in, in an All-Ireland winning team um, I, I would have imagined that he would have been an option from the bench um, so Pip yeah I, I, I very much like the Kenny playing really good honest uh, intense hurling at the moment but not uh, not just there yet and, and that I would have been trying and then Watford you know, didn't have a great league campaign, but um, they were absolutely bereft of players. And they had a recent uh, training camp in Portugal, which I believe went well. Oggy Peterson is going to, he's not going to start from what we're hearing. He's not going to start the first couple of games for for for, for Ward for the game. Um, Limit first day out and then Cork the following Saturday, uh, the following Saturday or um, on a Sunday, apologies. So that you know, those are concerns uh, for Waterford. But Fitzgerald obviously, Fitzgerald obviously seems to get uh, a tune out of the team, and I would imagine he will get something out of this Waterford team. So I think they're looking then, Robbie, about you know for that third place. You know, it could come down to head to head or score difference. It could be very exciting. It's, it's unbelievable cuts out from one. So it's it, you know, I, I, there's an argument even to be made that it's a better competition than the All Ireland itself. Um, which I, I, I mightn't go down too well in Kilkenny, but no. Um, <laughs> but it's it's just incredible. Like you know, you cannot the fact that you cannot pick a winner just says it all, you know. And John Milan said it years ago, and I always remember he always argued that it favours a Leinster team to, uh, in the, the All Ireland series because they have that little bit of a break, that little bit of red light in the Leinster Championship. Nobody has that in Munster. And that's what makes it great, but at the same time makes it so cutthroat and dangerous as well because you can't be putting all your eggs in one basket. And we saw Claire do that last year, and obviously they, they faltered thereafter. So, yeah, Limerick Cork plus one. I won't say any more than that. Fair enough, but I suppose the second part of the question I asked were the consequences of finishing in the top two, and I say that because just off the top of my head, if I remember correctly, Derek McGrath in 2018 had one year in the round robin and then he was no longer Watford manager, likewise with Michael Ryan with Tipperary, and then the year after I think it was Park Fanning with Watford had one year, didn't go too well, he was out of a job, and then you think of last year Colin Bonner with Tipperary as well. Do you feel as though since the Munster Championship particularly, but also the Leinster Championship I suppose, since it went to a round-robin phase, that if you do have a really bad championship, it's a calamity far greater than what it was maybe 10 or 15 years ago when it was straight knockout or with a qualifier stage? Yes, absolutely. And, um, you know, just say for example, if it's the same two that finished in the uh, Tipperary and Watford, if they finished in the bottom two again this year, I don't think there will be any appetite to get rid of the managers. Um, I, I, you know, I, I, I just don't because I think there will be an understanding there that they can't keep on doing that. Whereas if uh, and Cork, if they don't finish in the uh, in the in the top, uh, John Clyde has enough uh, uh, credit in the bank. If Limerick don't do it, if Cork, uh, Cork are going to stick by Park one hundred percent. Brian Lohan, um, you know, there's a there's a huge amount of support for for Brian Lohan. In Clare, there's no one denying that. But uh, having said that, you know this is his fourth year. If they go fourth year without silverware, there's going to be eyebrows raised. There's no denying that. Um, um, as much as there is a lot of goodwill towards the man and, and what he's doing at the moment with this group, 
Um, so yes, the, you know, the, 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 there's a lot on the line there. But then again, I would imagine there's going to be a lot on the line in, in Leinster. Like you're already hearing, you know, in Galway that uh, you know Henry's, you know, expected to bring home a Bob O'Keefe Cup, and obviously that, but I know they didn't set the world alight in the in the league. But I think Henry's more than very nicely at them at the moment. I think he knows more or less his team. Obviously, David Bott is a bit of a loss because just from an experience point of view, I didn't expect him to play. Or start every game, but I think I think Terry knows certainly the nuts and bolts of his team and, and knows what he has to do to to bring it on from from uh, from last year. And so you know, and if Darry and Darry knows himself as well, that Wicks will have to finish in the top three as well because uh, you know they, the, the league did not go well for them in any in any shape or form. And obviously he was trying to um, uh, augment the the panel and. Uh, Get more options from the from the bench, and he was missing like Lee Chin and what have you. But Lee Chin's injuries over the last while will be very concerning, and you know he can't be expected to do everything. So there are there are pitfalls in Leinster, but more so more so in Munster. But um, I, I don't think we will see a, uh, you know calls for managers to to be uh, to be got rid of if they don't make the the, the top three in Munster as, as we have seen over the last couple of years. And just looking a bit more then at Leinster, what's the view from the outside? Because I think it is considered in you know all across the country really that the Munster Championship is a fabulous competition at the moment, and any team can beat anyone on their day, maybe with the exception of Limerick if they're at their peak. But in Leinster, certainly from my own point of view, and I think a lot of people are a bit concerned at the deterioration of Wexford and Dublin in recent times, that they've actually fallen further behind Kilkenny and Galway. Is there a feeling that's far more lopsided than its Munster counterpart? Um, yeah, it's a good question in the sense that Galway will Galway will always keep the likes of Kilkenny honest, or Kilkenny will keep Galway honest. You know, whatever way you look at it, that, that regard. I think Wexford are, will be fine. I think Wexford will be okay. And Dublin obviously lost a lot of players to travelling, retirement, and injuries this year. And I think it's quite interesting the, the news this week, Robbie, that Dublin have moved two of their games, the, the, uh, their home games, the games against Galway and Wexford to Crow Park. Um, when for years we've been told that you know Parnell Park is a fortress, it was a fortress for a very physical Dublin team. This Dublin team at the moment, there's a lot more running in them. Uh, conditioning uh, because they're so young isn't what uh, the likes of Kenny have, what the likes of Galway have, or or even Wexford for that matter. So I can see the I can see what Lee has done, who has done there. He's brought them, he's moved these games to Crow Park, so that Dublin's running game or Dublin's their legs can you know it's more conducive to that. Although you know we all know Galway and Wexford are no strangers to Crow Park, so. It remains to be seen how that works, but Panel Pack mightn't be as favourable to this youthful um, green Dublin team as uh, previous Dublin teams might be. Wexford, I think, will be fine, um, providing they, they don't they, their uh, their injury list um, uh, stays low or stay you know small because if the if the two wrecks uh, stay fit and Matthew O'Hanlon, although he's in his early thirties now, uh, if him, Lee Mine stay fit, um, Rory O'Connor. Chin. You're talking about players there who will make a lot, a hell of a lot of other county teams there, and they will be competitive. And you know, we have to remember Wexford were a torn in the side of Kilkenny John Fitzgerald's time, um, and that even is trying to change them a bit, obviously, and, and make them slightly more offensive. But uh, 
they'll be all right providing they get their best first team on on the on, on the pitch. But you know that's easier said than done. And then I suppose the big question that everybody wants answered but doesn't know the answer to yet: the All Ireland series. Can anybody stop Limerick if they reach their peak for every game from now until July? Are they going to win four in a row? Do you think? Can anybody realistically get near them in that sense? First, I think I think there's more arguments to be made for teams being closer to them this year, Robbie, than than previous. And you know, you look at the, as I said, you look at the league and you think, geez, where where is John coming from there? I I, I think Cork are coming um, and Cork will win an All Ireland in the next two or three years. I, I genuinely do believe that. I, Obviously, they didn't have all their players back. Gareth Fitzgibbon should be back now for the, for championship. Mark Holden's injury is a bit of a, a worry for them. Um, Owen Downey, although he was sent off against Kilkenny in that semi-final, he's been a real fight for them. Um, and you could see him playing um, full-back, if not in the first game, where he's supposed to be suspended in, in latter games. They have the hurlers. It's a case of getting the, the conditioning into them. And under Pat Ryan, Pat Ryan has won an All Ireland at underage level with a lot of them. Obviously, Derek has done that with the the Kilkenny crew of last year as well. Um, I I I think the chasing pack are catching incrementally. Yes, at this moment in time, you have to say uh, Limerick are going to win the All Ireland. Yes, but um, I think they might suffer the defeat along the way and probably in a Munster Championship game. and you know the, the argument will be made when it's the best time to get them. Very much like the Kilkenny team, or it was said of the Kilkenny team of the of the 2000s, the best time to get them is in an All Ireland semi final. And um, uh, when they've had a break, you know, uh, I think it's a four week break this year. If they win Munster, Limerick, uh, will have. So maybe that's the time to get them. And um, if, if that's the case, but yes, Limerick. I think I think the nice of God with Kilkenny and Cork was trying to win it. Like you're not expecting certainly the monster teams in here, Robbie, don't to be expected to be beaten Limerick um twice and the time to beat Limerick obviously is in a knockout stage and that's again another argument why I, I, I think when an all Ireland suits Leinster teams and uh, at this moment in time. But uh yeah, the 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 the, 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 the likes of Galway because of how physical they are, to Kenny, you know, Derek has to be given a bit of a honeymoon period. Um to 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 bed in his philosophies and to bed in a few of these players because um, there is a, a bit of new blood needed in this Kilkenny group that there certainly is. But um, they they they'll, they will fancy them chances. chances. If they, you know, it's been said about Tipperary that that there's a fear factor in Tipperary about this Lerman team. But um, I would imagine Cahill will knock that out of them, and I would imagine Galway will have no fear of them uh, considering what. They, you know, traditionally they've been able to put it up to them physically over the last while and they came last year. So, you know, I, I, I still think, yes, Limerick are ahead, but not by as much as people are saying. I'm delighted to be joined now by Kilkenny senior hurler Owen Cody who has teamed up with Allianz Insurance today to look ahead to the upcoming Allianz Hurling League Division 1 final this weekend. Kilkenny and Limerick have met in five previous Allianz League finals with Kilkenny holding the winning record. Their most recent meeting was 17 years ago when Kilkenny won by six points. Owen, how are you? All good, Rob. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, great to chat to you again, Owen. Um... League final to look forward to this time. A lot of finals uh, that you've been looking forward to and I've been speaking with you. But 
I mean, Parky Cueve against the All Ireland champions, a repeat of last year's All Ireland final. It must be one that you're excited for. Yeah, no, um, it's great now. Two weeks before our championship to have a big test against, you know, the the, the bears of just hurling at the moment is Limerick. So look, we're after we've developed a new team, new panel really. So it's great to get the opportunity to hurl against Limerick, who are probably setting the standards of hurling at the moment to see where we really are two weeks before championship. Is that how you're looking at it, Owen? It is a national final, of course. There's silverware on the line, I'm sure. You know, in Kilkenny, especially with hurling, you're obsessed with winning things. But is it kind of the last chance you're going to get to really have a match to prepare for the championship, which of course will be the priority? Yeah, no, uh, like it is the last match, but obviously there is silver up for grabs. But I don't think that matters when you're representing Kilkenny. You go out and play every game to go out and win. So whether there's a trophy uh, on the line at the end of the game or else there's just another week, another game, you're going to go out and win it, just try and win it. So this obviously gives us a great chance to see where we are in respects to the, as I said, the, the tight the hurling and bears are hurling at the moment, Limerick, and then obviously it gives us a great chance to collect some silverware. Um, and obviously it gives us a great chance for the panel to really perform two weeks before the championship. We get everyone a game and we're really looking forward to it. How have you found the league so far, Owen? I mean, you've had some really tough contests, the last two especially at UPMC Nolan Park, beating Watford in the final round of the group stage and then beating Cork in the semi-final. Has you, has you, have you found it that it's kind of left you in good stead ahead of Sunday's game, but also ahead of the championship? You know, I think it's been great. Uh, I think it's been a great league. Really, like we've we've won every game bar one and obviously that tip performance wasn't good enough, but sometimes you need that as well, you know. Um, there's been a big maybe turnaround this year regarding the management and then obviously the, there's been a lot of new players introduced I think we've used 36 players in the league so far so it's been great in that that respect like and obviously we're after coming on to the league final given all that so look we can't complain and things are going good I think the last two performances have been brilliant I think um, maybe a lot of people are saying that Waterford didn't want to win and people are saying Cork didn't want to win but look we went down and we won and we won I think very convincingly both days the hunger was clearly there from the Kane team so it was great to, to see it and look we're as I said we're really looking forward to this weekend again to have a crack at Limerick and the last two games particularly Cork I suppose more so than Waterford huge crowd in Nolan Park for that one do you feel as though there's just a natural freshness this year because Derek Ling is the new manager and there's maybe that extra level of intrigue that you know, not to say that I wasn't there before, but there's because everything is new that there's more eyes on you, and that that has almost led to a bit of a spark at the start of the season. Yeah, I don't think the as in like there's a no eyes on us. I don't think that makes much difference. It's the fact that it is new is obviously it was always going to make a difference. Like the fact that it's new management, a lot of new players introduced, like that was always going to bring freshness. And don't think there's any kind of oh extra eyes or anything like that. But obviously. The freshness, the freshness within the camp is going to make a clear and obvious difference. And I think there has been a difference. The lads are maybe older guys getting maybe a rerun again and then there's new lads coming into the fray. But everyone has got a run. There's 36, as I said, 36 lads been used. So it's been great to see and league final to look forward to this weekend. So there, there can be no complaints. I think everyone's been going great so far. And you mentioned there 36 players used throughout the entirety of the league. 
a lot of new names have come in, particularly in your own position. I must say the likes of Garou, Dunn, Billy Drennan, but just generally across the pitch, there's been a lot of new faces. Has that made the competition for places and the training even greater again in the sense that you know that you really have to be on form to hold a starting jersey or if you want to claim one as well? Yeah, no, um, it's been brilliant. Like, no one knows what starting 15 is going to be in any given day and no one definitely goes in thinking that they'll be there. So that bit of competition that not knowing whether he'll be there at the weekend or he'll be starting or if he'll be on the panel, that brings great um, buzz around the place, brings in that bit of nervousness, that bit of extra aggression in training, a bit of competition. You know, lads are really driving each other on and lads maybe individually are doing that bit harder because they really know that they have to work hard to get onto this team and make an impression for the new boss. And look, I think it's been great so far. The new faces have been brilliant. And the older faces have really made a great impact. So the likes of like Buckley's played a lot of games. Richie Hogan was back last day. Connor Foley midfield. Wally. Like these lads probably hadn't been seen as much in the last two or three years and they're back driving things on again, which is great because that's going to drive on the younger lads. Like even for me, you've seen the likes of Buckley and Wally and Richie Hogan playing. Like that drives you on. You see these lads giving it all. And for everybody, don't forget, kind of like, yeah, it makes you want to go that bit harder. So it's great for all these young guys coming to the panel to see and be around the likes of Richie Hogan, all these All-Ireland winners and that's I think that will be really evident coming towards championship, that bit of experience in the camp to really help with these young lads as well. And we mentioned it a couple of times there, maybe the word fresh applies to the situation because Derek Ling is the new manager and there's a new management team in place. Is that just kind of a natural thing that happens when there is a new manager or are there specifics maybe, I know you don't want to maybe delve too deep into him, but is there anything in particular that he's changed that maybe has added that extra bit of freshness to the whole situation? Yeah, I think obviously the new faces is going to add freshness naturally, but then obviously Derek is going to have his own views and things and his own way of management. Like Derek has come in with his own new management team. Obviously, Mike Comfort, Mickey Comfort is still there, is the same. And obviously, John's after John Murphy, who's under 20 last year, came in with him as well. So they're building a lot of the things Derek has worked underneath Brian. He's not stupid. He's as a manager, as a coach, and as a player, like he's been with Brian. And so is likes of Peter Barry, Uricey. Like they've all been involved with Brian. So they know the fundamentals of who Kenny Hurdle, like hard work and just raw just attitude, raw hunger. That's all there. But then obviously, Derek is going to bring in his own touch or two. Like regards maybe tactics and stuff or things he sees or uh, personnel he thinks will be in different position. Obviously, we've seen this year that like Paddy Egan has been operating in the forwards a lot and Park is back in the back. So look, as you said, that's the freshness been added to it. People are going to be playing different positions. People are going to be, you know, just asked to do different things and it's great. And from a player's perspective, when you have that, when there's maybe not yourself so far, but just generally when there's players moving into different positions or that. Does a manager nowadays, I suppose, have to look at the collective first and foremost? But is it refreshing as a player to know that he's trying to improve you individually as well and actually get the best out of you as a player? Yeah, no, I think that's very important. Like, at the end of the day, like, you're, you're there, you want to enjoy your game. Because if you're not enjoying it, you're not going to operate 100% or play well or even be like being around there. Like, so, look, if you're in a position that you're enjoying and you're hurting well, you're going to love your hurling, you're going to be hurling at the top of your game. But like Derek obviously has to have that conversation and like if he's going to tell lads, oh you're playing in a position and you really don't like that position and you but you might go there anyway. And um, but if you're playing well there, you know that might come and might come, you might like it. But if you're not going to like a position, like probably you're not going to probably hurt well there either. So 
because I think lads have really liked what they've been doing and like Park looks rejuvenated back there at cornerback and look, Paddy's flying a half back the work he's getting through so it hasn't working so far and look there's a there's a long summer ahead so we're, we're all absolutely buzzing for it yeah, and then I know all eyes, of course, will be on the league final for yourself and you're not looking too far beyond that. But just with regards to the championship, are you looking forward to that as well? There's a couple of big games at home as well as going away from home. I mean, to get back into the swing of things there and have another look at trying to win an Leicester championship and an all earned title, you must be excited about that as well. Oh, yeah, no, there's huge excitement for this championship. Like, it's great that this year we have the three home games, the first two games at home and Obviously, Westmead first, but that Galway game after last year, like, I think everyone's buzzing just to get that that big crowd in Nolan Park, a big atmosphere, and you know that's that's hurting for you know when everyone, when Nolan Park is full and lads are fighting to each other, you know you know you're back in it, you know it's the the toughest guy to get going again, hurling his back and lads are buzzing. That's only two weeks left of the championship, like it's going to come ticking fast. So this weekend is going to be a massive indicator where we are and what we're going to produce I'd say in the championship as well and then you know you look at Leinster championship it's going to be fiercely competitive again but just with regards to the All-Ireland too is there a real feeling amongst this Kilkenny panel that considering how close you got last year that if small little things are fine-tuned and a lot has been mentioned about tactics and strength and conditioning that you really could come close to ending the way for the All-Ireland title yeah, no, absolutely. Like, I think just as a team, as a panel, and just as a collective, like, when you put on the Kenny jersey, like, nothing but winning has entered your mind. So, whether it's the first round championship, the league final this weekend, the other in the final, like, we have full belief in ourselves as a team and individually that we can go out and win that game. And for me, it's all in the day then, the best team will win it. But we 100% have 50 50 chance in every single game in hurl, and it's all on the day. But only that will ever change with the Kenny because. No matter how bad you're going or how well things are going, Kenny will always have a chance to win. That's that's something that you've mentioned there a bit, maybe the fact that every time you pull on a Kilkenny jersey, you have to win. And of course that is the case. Um, maybe unfortunately or fortunately from your own perspective, I don't know. But is that something that is kind of just, do you think, is it a culture within the county, an expectation that's been there throughout the history really of hurling within Kilkenny? Or is it standards that are being driven from within the panel? How do you view that? I think you have to look at it, like the success Kilkenny has had as a as a county, like obviously most all Ireland's won and obviously the recent success you not so recent, but as we all probably grew up watching like that them all Ireland's Brian won and like that's something you want you watch and you just you don't say, Oh, I want to play for Kenny, you say I want to be an all Ireland with Kenny. So when you get involved the panel, you don't you don't want to go there just to play a few games, you want to go there to go up the steps of the Bogan Sand like so I think that's something that's just it's probably within you like you want to go and you want to win it's not I want to go and I want to play I want to go and I want to win so that's something I think everyone on the panel I think we obviously drive it on together as a panel because the main objective is winning and getting up them steps at the end of the year so yeah no that's that's it and you're the captain this year of course so if we, if we were to go on and win it you'd be climbing the steps of the Hogan stand first how have you found being captain I suppose in the, in the early months of it is it any different to what it's been over the last number of years I'm sure you have a lot of experienced players that you mentioned that are helping you in the leadership role as well yeah no um, look it's, it's been great like obviously I'm usually honoured and privileged to be in this position like after winning the county final with the club and look I just try to represent myself the club the county and maybe my family just as best I can 
for the time that I've been honoured as captain with Kenny, like I go out and I don't think I'm going to do anything different or I haven't done anything different. I go out and I'll do my thing on the pitch and I'll do my thing in the room, but I'm not going to go and start, you know, telling us what to do when I have no clue. I'm not going to tell Conor back or Owen Murphy what to do when I'm in forward, you know. I'll still keep doing my thing and look, if things can be said, I'll say them, but that's not just because I'm captain. I think there's 15 leaders on the team, there's five on the bench, and then there's another 15 on the panel or whatever. So I'm not going to step up into that. I'm going to go for the, the coin toss to start the game. And look, that's the only difference. Maybe there might be a C beside my name on the on the programme, but I'm not going to go about it differently. Um, but obviously this year, as I said, there's a new management, a lot of new players. So probably my goal so far is trying to maybe mix the younger lads, the older lads, and make sure everyone's comfortable on the panel and everything's going okay. Look, I can just maybe do a bit that way and make sure everything's good. But in terms of the dressing room and the pitch, there's no point doing nothing different because it's just about being yourself at the end of the day, doing what's natural to you. And just to turn to the league final on Sunday, Owen, I suppose a straightforward question and maybe you might have a different view on this. Are Limerick the best inter-county side you've ever come up against? Um. Yeah, no, I think they are. Like, they really see, like, I think we weren't too far off from last year. We probably... So we haven't been too far off my team since I've been involved, but look, their high record speaks for themselves. Like all Ireland's, they've been winning and the games they've been winning. Um, but yeah, I still don't, I don't doubt going into this game like any other game. I go in the same match as if you know any other any training session, the match. You go in thinking that you can win and doing your best for the team and look, obviously trying to win your own battle. But they're a great team and look, I'm I'm, I'm really looking forward to giving them a rattle now at the weekend. And what makes them so hard to play against? Is it they look physically very, very strong and they're obviously incredibly skillful hurlers? Is it a kind of a concoction of things or is there anything specifically that makes them so strong over the last few years? Um, yeah, no, as you said, like, they're, they're physical specimens. Like, they're, they're big men. They're all real accustomed to each other. Like that starting 15 has, nearly hasn't changed too much. They're building a bit of a panel this year, as you've probably seen during the league. So that bit maybe consistency and then obviously that win mentality, like they've been there, they've won it, they've won it the hard day, they've won it the easy way. Um so if that always comes into into it, like new win games, if that comes naturally to you, I think it's something you to see, like when it comes to the last fifteen, ten minutes of the game and they're and the, t- the game is tight, Limerick just stay doing what they're doing, they completely believe in themselves, they have that win attitude, that win mentality. And if they seem to come out on top in all these hard battles and that's the credit to themselves, but Look, um, they're a great team and there's no doubt about that but we're going to go out this weekend and we want to give everything we have. And very finally, Owen, what would it mean for you personally and just for the collective as a team and a panel to win a National Hurling League title on Sunday and for you obviously as captain to lift the trophy? Yeah, no, um, it'll mean a lot. Like, probably haven't won at an overly significant over the last couple of years in terms of maybe the whole of Ireland, we've won a couple of Leinsters, which has been great. But in terms of being the All-Ireland kind of champions, we haven't really got them steps. Whereas under-20s did last year, which is great. And Derek has that. No, Derek's been there, he's done it. So that's obviously unreal as well. But in terms of the team, I think it would be massive. And I'll play, no, I'll get lads, lads be buzzing. They'd be delighted and bring that bit of win mentality. Winning is a habit. So if we're winning these games, we'll have a great... No stepping one championship here after winning the national hurling title, it'll be great. So I think it'll mean a lot, but look, you can't get too bogged away with these things either because at the end of the day, championships all that matters. So we're going to go out and give it everything and then let's put it beside and go for championship in two weeks' time.
Uncle thanks a million and the very best of luck on Sunday. That's been Scoreline Extra. I've been Shane O'Keefe. You can tune into the show live every weekend from 2 to 6. Until then, stay safe, stay sane, and remember, your sound out. Thank you.